Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello and welcome to Bampow TV's Week Off. I'm your only host here, Kenneth, and uh, due to the holidays and uh, many birthdays in the beginning of July, we just have not had time to get our shit together. So we figured we would uh, see if you want to check out one of our sister podcasts, Retrofecta, which I'm on with another friend, Kurt, and we talk about the big tent poles of Nintendo. We've got Mario, Metroid, and Legend of Zelda, the best series ever made. So uh, this week for you, we're just going to replay one of our older episodes where we talk about Super Mario World, and we hope you enjoy it. I'm your host, Kenneth. I'm Kurt. And we are Retrofecta. Okay, so we are back. It's, well, when you're listening to this, the new year, and we're done with 2016. Yeah. To no one's regret. Uh, we're coming to you from the past future, and we're here to talk about Super Mario World. I'm not going to say it's the greatest game ever made, but, you know, I wouldn't argue it if someone else said that. I will. That's fair. I will not argue it then. I will say that without regret or any kind of caveat. See, I would... Caveat? Caveat. Caveat, caveat. Damn yeah. it. I'll give you a B for effort there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big word, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I guess right off the bat, easy to know what you think of this. Did you enjoy yourself? Kurt? I did so <laughs> much. I don't... I mean, I'm sure a lot of it's because of the nostalgia, because when this game came out i just, I just played it a lot because back then you only had one game to play for you know months at a time yeah right and i think this this game especially more than all, all the other ones we've played so far i just i'd spend hours and hours and hours on it i'd play it uh with uh my sister with my neighbor with a friend of mine i mean we would just i used to just play the game and a new save and just do everything all over again mm-hmm. so much so that playing this one almost all the hidden levels i just go to instinctively just naturally yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the a lot of the games, I turn the sound off. I just let the sound on the whole time. Just, it's so good. I must have played probably 80% of the worlds, not completion-wise, but just through 80% of the main like mm-hmm. the main game. Just sounds on all in one setting, where the other ones, I turn the sound off and listen to something else or watch something else. Mm-hmm. Just all the sound effects, I never got tired of them. The music never gets old. It changes through each level. Even like the coin block sound, it's all, it's just, it's, just, it's, yeah, it's all perfect. So iconic. I loves it. And you're right, this is definitely one of the games that, you know i didn't have a super nintendo growing up but i would go over to my friend's house and this was one of our mainstay games it was it, amusingly and you know probably where i originally got the idea it was this link to the past and super metroid were the ones that we just played the shit out of yeah so. just all the time and here we are because like it, it's repetitive yeah but you can fine-tune it so well mm-hmm. you can aim for certain things you can look at different like different routes you can do well it's just so perfectly builds on hey we're gonna give you you know like a a simple game mechanic and kind of you know not even hold your hand through it but just present it to you let you figure it out and then once you get that sense of accomplishment we're gonna take that we're gonna give it to you again but this time a bit harder and then we're gonna give it it sounds weird never been um (laughs) yeah the phrasing on that was a little (laughs) it's going to show up again and you know suddenly it's a bit more difficult or now there's this twist on it and like you just get this feeling of accomplishment as you look back at like the you know world one levels and they're derpy easy and then by the end of it you're just doing all this crazy stuff without really noticing the ramp up on it yeah it seems to to just let you play the game like it's it's they offer they introduce new things 
that rely on uh, a lot of the old stuff. Even the way they had two different jumps in this game, mm-hmm. so you can jump two different ways depending one on whether which... or not you want to like break blocks or just run by them. Yeah, one of which makes you weirdly immune to most enemies. Also, yeah, kind of strange. Which I noticed that watching a lot of the speed runs, like you can just. Uh, that spin jump through a lot of bad guys. Oh, yeah. Which doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. I mean, the breadth of this game is rep- is shown just by the speedruns. I mean, there's seven different speedruns, six different speedruns for this game. Yeah. Depending on how much of the game you play through. I mean, there's there's a lot to work through. Yeah, the crazy ones are the, the full 96 exit ones. Yeah. I'm like, and you, you know, even then, doing beating 96 levels in an hour and 20 is pretty bonkers. Impressed. I mean, I feel like playing this game, I, I always, even though it took me, you know, three or four hours, it still felt like I was the one holding me back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the game being rude or tricky. I just didn't exactly know where to go. Yeah. It's it, it just, it's still rewarding just running through a level the, the one way and then the other way. All the switch blocks are really cool. Even later on, um, when they introduced multicolored Yoshis in the Star World, like, that's just mind-boggling as a kid. Because, like, you play through the entire game, like, oh, that was cool. And then you find one random path to a Star World, yeah, and you're, you're like, like oh, whoa, what? there's five second. five new levels? And, oh, no, one of them has another secret level yeah. to another, like, ten <laughs> levels. And then it gets weird. Yeah, those are kind of odd, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, they're pretty much the epitome of, hey, we've given you all these different mechanics. Now we're not beholden to, you know, the overworld's theme per general area. We're just going to get weird. Yeah, like, how, how many complicated ways can we make you jump around? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they focus on a lot more of the vertical scrolling stuff, a lot more uh, using enemies to get to certain platforms. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that maybe is the first time you play through as a casual player. You don't necessarily think, I can get to a new location if I bounce off of something. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the fact that you can uh, juggle turtle shells to get around, yeah, get crafty. <laughs> I mean, some of the stuff, the, like the, the trick running stuff they do, this is crazy. Yeah, so I guess let's back up a bit here. Uh, yeah, we gotta jump ahead a bit. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's just it's too good. I f- full disclosure, like I, I love the shit out of this game. So yeah, it's I'm happily played. Kind of gushy. Yeah. So um, produced by you know pretty standard lineup of people. Uh, Miyamoto was head producer. Uh, Koji Kono did the music, and then had new new guy um, Shigafumi Hino who did all the main graphics for this, and then had a pretty good lineup after that he also did super mario world 2 mario 64 mario kart 64 Link's awakening and then uh jumped over and did all the pikmin's which is kind of funny and so dude, dude apparently knows his stuff came out japan uh november 21st 1990 about a year later once again here at august 13th 1991 and then actually not that big of a jump over to the EU with just April 11th of 92, so... It's better than normal. Yeah, yeah, only about a six-month spread. I need to look up when when exactly it was that games really started getting... Even know, released? Tri- yeah, tri-released across all the major regions, because it's... I have to imagine, it must have been after they were big enough, because I assume a lot of the delays were... Localization. Weird localization yeah. or uh, trade rules they had to follow. Oh, that makes sense. Like they could only bring yeah. in a certain amount of things at a time. Mm-hmm. Kind of archaic stuff before they realized that you can hey, sell we, one thing everywhere. We like money. Let's you know, let's figure out how to make more of it. Yeah. Apparently, also in uh, Japan, it was originally only on the box art, not even within the game itself. Super Mario World colon Super Mario Brothers 4, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, because for us, that would be Super Mario Brothers 3 because Lost Levels, I don't think, now, Lost Levels must have came up before this. Mm-hmm. But there really was no... I mean, it would have been four, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But then it just, I guess, 
even from like their their second run of uh, box art onward, and then in Japan, and then you know over both here and in Europe, just yeah, completely got dropped. Yeah, they, they for the non Japanese ones, they seem to have taken. Cause, I mean, there was Super Mario Land on the mm-hmm. Game Boy. There's a Super Mario World, and then they sort of ditched the numbering sequence. Yeah, because I mean, Super Mario. I mean, even Wii. Yeah, I guess the only other one Super after Mario this. Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Paper Super Mario, Paper Mario? Paper Mario, yeah. Um, Mar- Galaxies had one and two, but that's, I think, the only one that had a direct numbering sequel. Unless they had sequel. Wasn't there like a well, I guess Super Mario Land Paper 2 or something? Two and three. Um, it seems like they've, they've taken a shift, and they rather than inc- bumping the number up, they've given it a new name. Yeah. Which I think is more fitting, because it relates to one, two, and three so much that you're running across the screen, but... The overall map is totally different. Mm-hmm. The gravity of Mario is different. The items involved are different. Like Yoshi's a new, kind of like a new power-up. Yeah. I, mean, I think there's enough to it that they can call it something new. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And then going forward from there, each one, like, you know, 64, there is yeah, a 64-bit system. And then, you know, Sunshine, Galaxies, blah, blah, blah. Like, they all tied a lot more into their gameplay in the title. So that makes sense, yeah. I guess it makes sense, too, because it's, a new place, new setting. Is you're no longer in uh, the main Mushroom Kingdom? Mushroom Kingdom, yeah, yeah. or Dinosaur Land or something. Yeah, what was it called? Apparently, uh, trying to catch a vacation, and yeah, yeah Dinosaur Land. Um, and then you know, weirdly, Princess Toadstool gets captured again. Yeah, well, you know, as you do, Bowser Man. He just he really likes those princesses. Yeah. Oh, funny though. Um, it I I don't know. You know, it doesn't really do anything game-wise, but it's still fun, the little kind of nods they have with the interconnected world that it's in, because the the sunken ghost ship at the end of, what, World 6 in this yeah. is one of the airships from Mario 3, mm. apparently. Yeah, makes sense. I'm like, okay. I'm it's, a, it's a nice touch. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's people who realize they're making a game in a series and it's similar, and they want to give a little yeah, wink the, and a nod. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. And then, what else, info-wise? Best-selling Super Nintendo game ever? Although it was also a pack-in, so yeah, that helps a misleading. lot. But even then, you know, twenty point six million copies with Donkey Kong Country at a very distant second at nine million, and Super Mario Kart at eight point seven six, and both of those were pack-ins at one point or another. Also, so like the the biggest selling non-pack-in for the Super Nintendo was apparently Street Fighter Two, which isn't surprising. Yeah, and even that was only at six point three million. So it, it yeah, moved I mean, a lot of copies. Yeah, whether or not it was packaged, I don't think that should be a mark against it because I'm sure it was a the system seller. A lot of people bought oh, it because yeah. it came with uh, Super Mario All Stars and the system. So, I mean, I can see that that they would have bought both anyway. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is one of those games. If you bought a Super Nintendo, you bought Super Mario World, even if it didn't come in it. So, I think it, it, even then, I think it's I, even if it wasn't bo- boxed in, packaged in, it still would have gotten. I don't know. 15 million easy like i don't think yeah. that actually hurts it at all oh yeah yeah most because it's amazing and i love it it's just so good easily i see i i just don't know if i can say it's my favorite game ever but it's definitely top 10 like without reservation oh yeah i mean top three three it's just it's everything i wanted in a video game and mm-hmm. i just still kind of do yeah i mean even playing it again it feeling completely familiar knowing where all the bosses are it's still just satisfying oh yeah well it's just it's such a perfect like i I don't want to say perfect because that sounds hyperbolic but like it's such a perfectly resolved gaming experience like everything is just exactly spot on how it should be within a game at that time and yeah yeah, i don't know makes me kind of revise my opinion of mario 3 because i I hadn't played this in a while and so you know we hit mario 3 and after coming off of mario 1 and mario land i was like oh man this is so much better and now i'm looking back like this is i 
you know. Yeah, I feel like it was. It's still very good, but this is better. Mm. It just it just it rolls everything together better. Like they they trimmed down some of the power ups, but that made it cleaner, more yeah. streamlined. Like you weren't always considering which power up to use at any given point. It was much more specific. Yeah. I mean, at some point, there are certain times where I, having trouble in one level, I go back four levels, get either the fire flower or the the, the cape, mm-hmm. and what was a twenty minute slugfest through a level, thirty seconds went by and yeah, it was done. Like, wham, just the wham, right amount, yeah, the right power up, and it makes everything better. Yeah, which also having the item box up top where you can ah. store a secondary one, so great because then you just you know have your cape feather on, keep the fire flower on, yeah. stand by, and you know. You're, Good for yeah, and like you everything. can just hot swap anytime you want. Yeah, I and mean, it's just it's you can even like planning on losing one, knowing that oh I'll lose it, I'll become invincible, I'll run through it, I'll collect the power up, and yeah. I'll be on my way again. Just that level that it it punishes you for doing something bad, but doesn't kick you out or stop you in any way. Mm-hmm. Like if you can sort of plan ahead for it, you can get past that anyway, and just sort of keep the the motion going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking through my thoughts on this game, and mostly it's just me raving about yeah, how good it is basically. i mean <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing the music is it's still i listen to all the music the entire game it, mm-hmm. it's still just very satisfying i wonder if this what if that's because they were using an electronic keyboard as opposed to trying to do some of the older like midi video game sounds where they're trying to modify basically just make sounds out of something that shouldn't make sounds mm-hmm. whereas now because of the bigger system that's been out for a while they could actually play soundtracks like dedicated and someone composed it not necessarily what can i do with this like 8-bit uh circuit oh it's got to be great for uh the the people making music too of i have so much more space to put music on here and can get more than just you know beep boop as you're reading the, the music backgrounds very neat because the head it's f major is the standard ones and then when you're in caverns it slows down to like a waltz speed when mm-hmm. you're underwater levels the it slows down to when he wants you to play faster or run faster, it plays a little more quickly. A little more quickly. I mean, the levels that take place in the air sound slightly different. Yeah, I mean, even the castle themes are just the same, same like musical idea, but just played in a different key, in minor keys, because it's dark and scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the special ones have different sounds. They're all, but they're all sort of built around the same basic idea. Yeah, yeah. No, they they did a bang up job with this, and also it helps just keep it a lot more consistent if you have your this is our core music idea. And then we just work off of that instead of having, you know, completely different soundtracks for each world. So yeah. I, I think that would have been a lot more disjointed. Plus they, they emphasize the difference in the world, not with the music, but with the background and characters. Like they go to like a dinosaur place and there's like dinosaurs running around mm-hmm. when they even it's have more rocky and yeah, you know, they just have, aesthetically. They have like uh, the dragon things that run around too. They're yeah. all perform similar roles, but they, they, they look different and they behave slightly different. Yeah. And it really just helps sell the, this is a fully formed world that you're traveling between. And, you know, now you're over on, you know, in this, this forest and it's all weird, like bug things. Yeah. Stupid caterpillars. Like yeah, the caterpillars that you jump on and they get mad and they, yeah. run, they run around <laughs> angry. Like even, and that was using some of the foreground background effects to change how you see the world. Mm-hmm. Cause like sometimes there are trees in front of you cause oh, it's a yeah. forest. Yeah. That was a pretty cool effect and very, you know, not, I don't think something you could even have done on the Nintendo. So yeah, I think it's, it. The animation of it must have been technically different to enable certain things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of not able to do on the Nintendo, apparently, uh, Miyamoto wanted a Yoshi type thing from Mario One, but just you know, Nintendo Entertainment System didn't they have the oomph. Couldn't. So mm-hmm. yeah, he'd been apparently sitting on that idea for 
decent number of years before actually getting to put it in. So with three or four games in, he's like, God, I just, I just want a Yoshi. Yeah, I, just want to, I, just, I just want to ride a dinosaur. Ride a dinosaur. Damn it. <laughs> Which don't we all? Yeah, right? Yeah. And there's a kicker. There's different versions of the dinosaur. Yeah. Blue Yoshi for life. Right? Always fly over everything. Yeah. I'm like, all the time. I, I could play through the level or yeah, I could just kind just of fly ever. Mm-hmm. So as much great. fun as it is to eat any kind of turtle and shoot fireballs. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's pretty great. Dude, this game uh, just had so many great little touches in it. Like those stupid uh, sleeping fish that chase you. Oh, yeah. Except when, if you have uh, the star power up, they, they start running away from you. And like, it's one of those things where like, it makes sense. I doubt I would have thought to put that in if I was designing the game. Yeah, just so. to take that time to think, what about what modifiers are we doing that we yeah. can then change how the enemies behave? It's, it's a it's a neat touch. Yeah, yeah, and then just I think a lot more, and you know, probably most of it is better hardware capabilities. But yeah. they they played around with the level design a lot more too. Like you had a lot more vertical stuff. You had a lot more warping between the levels, especially mm. in ghost houses and castles and stuff yeah little hidden things it's like this is a door but it's not the door you want yeah yeah you have to like sneak up on the door basically yeah. or you know you end up like outside of what should be the actual level and you're like running on top of the, oh, yeah. the ghost house and just really really playing around with the space that they had yeah while still maintaining the jumping and side scrolling aspect of it mm-hmm. it seems like they use the vertical scrolling a little bit more yeah i mean you could go like like you said you could go effectively above the world where you were before you go up and traveling up and down was actually more useful. Like they emphasize that on some of the the it's like the world two and a half, but like the where they have the spinning platforms that move around. Oh and yeah, and you can yeah. jump from your know, spinning platform to spinning platform, and it, you can actually choose different routes. Or if you want to go with like the high side or a low side, yeah, yeah, which is cool. It yeah, it just makes you feel like you're more in control of what's going on. And yeah, I figured out my own way to get through this, and then it all just sums up in the special zone levels where. It's like, we're going to take everything from the game, smush it together, and make it weird and hard. Yeah. And if you beat it, then the game's just going to look really strange. Real weird. <laughs> With, like, the the weird mustachio giant-headed Yeah, creepers. things running around. It's odd. The little, like, heads on legs, the little wind-up toy enemies pop up everywhere again. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's like New Game Plus. Like, it's played again, but now different enemies that are harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. And so, I don't know, really... Like, I think like you were saying earlier, I like that they really dialed down the number of power-ups you get because then they can better assume you're only going to have one of these few things. So you can get more weird level design that kind of relies on that. Yeah, because you can, you can build levels specifically for a, a particular power-up. Yeah, especially the, the Cape Feather, I feel like. There's a lot of stuff you could, you know, you want to get to this secret entrance, you pretty much have to have that. Yeah, and it's, it's using that, because a lot of times you wouldn't think, like in the other games, you wouldn't think that there's something above the world you're playing in. Yeah. But now you have the ability to fly wherever you want, and you, if you take the time and explore that, then you find hidden things. Mm-hmm. really becomes a game of, uh, yeah, I'm going to poke my giant Mario nose into every Everything. cranny just to see, because half the time it, it takes you someplace. Yeah. It's like sometimes in some of the levels, it looks like you're dying, but that's actually how you get to a secret spot. Mm-hmm. Which is stressful. Yeah, because then every part of the level becomes a potential secret spot. Yeah. <laughs> so you just spend a lot of time just flying everywhere and dying. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'll just jump off this and see what... Oh, nope, I'm dead. Yep. Crap. <laughs> okay. Which is helpful because it lets you replay levels. Because Mario 3 had that overworld map. It looked like you could definitely move around through different worlds, but you couldn't really necessarily replay them. Yeah. There, Whereas there this one, they're like, hey, like you beat it. it. Cool. Go back. Yeah. Get some stuff. You want to bail out of it? We can do that too. Start select. Go to another world. Yeah. Which is great. Great. I don't know. Speaking of the Cape Feather, like, 
I, I love it, but then also be, I, I don't know. Like I, I really enjoy flying around everywhere, but then like if I beat a level by skipping most of it, I, I feel kind of like I cheated and I feel bad about myself. Yeah. But I mean, you can <laughs> go back and play through it again. Yeah. Cause some of that, like if, if really hard levels you're running through and you're like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm yeah, done with this. I'm just, just, I'm jumping over everything. Over I'm just using my cape and I'm just brown, 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 just over everything. Just fuck it all. And then when you get another couple levels later and you're like, all right, I'm going to go yeah, see what well, actually we'll was in that level. Again. Yeah. Which, you know, the funny thing coming back to this from not playing in quite a while, like in World 4, the, the twin bridges one, where oh, yeah. on the bottom bridge, it drops you, you have the secret level that drops you down into the underwater world with the, the tracking missiles that only show up in that one level. Like, I remember that being one of the hardest levels I've ever played in any game. And I, I just kind of breeze through it this time around without like even getting hit i'm like i don't know if i'm better or i know what to expect more or if i was just really 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 crappy back then i think it's just you played it so much then like this is my thing like every time i played a level i knew where all the enemies were Mm -hmm. just all the time just because i was just played it that much yeah so now it's not surprising that there's a a, a missile or a fish swimming at you you just know where it is and you can anticipate it and move around it just like a kind of built-in awareness that you don't really think about yeah also i think i think as kids you're more interested in what's directly in front of you and then as you get older you sort of get the ability to look around more that makes sense okay i can buy that so i wasn't completely terrible back then just had a small brain yeah just you had a smaller undeveloped brain what wasn't as wrinkly (laughs) as it is now okay that that checks out but because of this game it's wrinklier yeah it's good i i will happily devote part of my brain wrinkle to mario all the time it's that in just eighties music, basically. Yeah. So one of those fun party tricks that never really gets anywhere, but yeah. you always feel really good when you're like, Oh, we're gonna play Mario. Yeah. And you're just looking around at people like, Oh yeah, this game's pretty good, right? And you're just running through the level, bouncing around things, like, Oh no, yeah, but I used to play it all the time. Not even looking. I mean speaking of knowing exactly where everything is, the speedrunners again My God. going off. I, I didn't even realize there are ways you can play like the different ways you can win. You can get all the levels, you can get eleven of the levels, you can get as few levels as possible, you can get all the castles. You can get none of the extra bonus Star Worlds or all of the Star Worlds. The fast, the, the, the funnest one I saw, which is just kind of the dumbest, is you can glitch your way just straight to the end credits. Oh, weird. It takes a minute and 15 seconds. Okay. It's purely on World 1, Level 1, and you throw some fireballs one direction, you throw some turtles one direction, <laughs> and you just glitch your way to the end screen. Okay. That is... So you're like, you know what, this is a great game. Speed. I'm not playing any of it. <laughs> nice. Okay. Watching that one was so weird because, like, I know what he's doing, and then all of a sudden he stops and he just starts using Yoshi and eating turtles and spitting fireballs yeah, like, and throwing shells and hitting happening? certain blocks in a way. I think the one final glitch is like he hits a block that launches a coin that, right as he collects it, he throws a shell, and there must have been some random ass, just weird buffer jump. Yeah. And he went from the beginning of the game just to the very last scene. That's so bizarre. Like, I, how do you even come across. Is, that doesn't seem like something you could stumble across, so it's more you have to decompile the code. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering... Figure, oh, if I do this, it's going to, like, Yeah, it's like maybe like, if you know that it moves in the stack when you get a shell and it moves in the stack when you get a coin, if you can somehow do those together after setting up, after, like, pre-building the stack you want, you just jump to a different memory location. That's the end of the game. That's so weird. I love it. Okay. Well, the two... I don't know. And obviously, this is very personal opinion. I would say the two quote real speed runs in my opinion are the 11 exit and the 96 exit either just the you know yeah the full game quick as possible or you know 
as least oh, yeah, as it's, possible. It's, basically, it's, it's still kind of the full game because you're using shortcuts that are built in. Yeah, it's like using the warp whistles in Mario Three. Yeah, like it's yeah. not necessarily glitches; they're just ways to j- jump, jump and move around things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other ones are more they're like trick shot, trick levels kind of thing. They're like, what can I do to glitch the game to make the weird things happen? Yeah, yeah. So the crazy thing with this is how close down people got in it like with the 11 exit it you know fastest run nine minute 45 seconds and then down into 770 milliseconds second place Which matters yeah well, yeah because second place is four tenths of a second slower than that and third place is only two tenths of a second slower than second place like that that's bonkers close yeah this is like stopping one pixel sooner mm-hmm. so to trigger an event yeah so good Good on them. Yeah, and again, all, all again, all relatively recent. I yeah, mean, within think, uh, within the last year. Yeah, first place was only two months ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. The uh, the ninety six exit was a week and a half ago. Wow. Okay. There, there we go. I mean, they're just finding fewer and fewer pixels to hit. Yeah. Yeah, and even ninety six exit, like first place at what hour twenty two minutes fifty nine seconds, like that's that's yeah. I think that's that's running. Quick for they must be running through just the core worlds and getting none of the, like the bonus squares. Which, like, a lot of those squares help you out later on. Mm-hmm. So they're just... Don't eat them. So I want them. Just run through. Ain't got time for that. Mm. Yeah. So they're pretty crazy. Ooh, fun fact. Apparently Yoshi's full name is T. Yoshisar Munchakupas. Oh, yeah. And that makes me so happy. Yep. They spent time giving him a yeah. full name. <laughs> and apparently uh, he was originally going to be a Koopa that flipped sides over to you and helped you out and so kind of as a nod to that still they left his saddle it basically looks like a koopa shaped koopa shell yeah he's like okay that's cool instead he's a flirtatious dragon or dinosaur yeah i like it and apparently in the original japanese version he could eat the dolphins which which sounds terrifying really mean (laughs) real mean plus how does a dinosaur eat like they're they're almost the same size where does that dolphin go size wise doesn't super make sense but you know yeah they're kind of weird over there oh that's why i love uh baby yoshi when you're feeding him stuff and it's like his mouth yeah like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> you can just eat everything like fish specials power-ups whatever yeah. he just wants to eat them all it's great what else oh and for uh you know at the end of the all of the fortress levels where you fight those four dinosaurs on the spinny platform oh, yeah. um they're apparently the resners named after trent resner of nine inch nails fame oh good because nintendo's just why not full of music nerds yeah basically. they just like yeah I mean, wasn't all the the, the Koopas are named after classical, or not even the classical, just musical people. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I uh, like it. And apparently the uh, stage shown in the opening title screen was initially going to be another uh, special world named Groovy, and then they dropped it, and they were like, oh, well, we have all the art asset for it already, we'll just, we'll toss it in here. Yeah. Give people something to watch. Yeah, they, they seem to emphasize the little, not full videos, but sort of little clips like after you knock off a castle, he crushes it and blows it up, and there's a little like dialogue. They put, mm-hmm. they try to put more story and things into it. Because like Mario's on vacation, he has to rescue the, the 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 princess all of a sudden, and then as he goes through each one, it describes what he does. Even when yeah. you like conquer a castle, there's little animations. Like one of them, it shoots off into the hills, and the hills gets a big band aid. Yeah, yeah. Like one of them just pulls out um like a TNT lever and just blows it up. Well, and the fun thing with the the hill band aid one also is then it changes the overworld map to reflect that. I'm like, oh, it's good yeah. on you guys. You you thought that out. I like that. I feel like they spend a lot of time doing little things like that mm-hmm. that make it again feel like you're in a different a new world. Yeah, yeah, and it's more lived in. Yeah, it was good. Easily favorite game we've played so far. Oh yeah. Except then we have Link to the Past coming up in two months, and oh yeah, it's going to get real tough. I feel like it's been six seven years at this point they seem to have a, a much better grasp on 
what makes each game good. Mm-hmm. And they emphasize building around that. Like, they're not really not trying new things haphazardly. They, they try new things that build on what works. Yeah. So as much as I didn't like, like, the first uh, Zelda, like, they definitely, it's getting better. And I feel like at Link to the Past, it'll finally sort of come back around and... Yeah. The the only one I'm really, I don't want to say nervous about, but not super looking forward to as much is next month's Metroid 2. Because that, you know, they've only had one game to build off of so far. And Metroid 1 was a bit too, just, you're in a cave and you can go anywhere yeah. for 20 minutes at a time for me. So I am I have fond memories of 2, but I also haven't played it in probably 20 years. So you worried? Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that holds up. But then, you know, Super Metroid, my God. What yeah, well, a time. Throw the Super in front of it, and then you, that's way you know it's good. Yeah, pretty much. It, it holds up across a lot of games. So, I dig it. This was good. I, I don't know, like, all I have is superlatives for this. Yeah. Like, just, oh, I, I really like this world. And Yeah, what was, oh, your, what was your favorite world? That's a good question. I think I'm going to have to say World 3. The predominant, oh, the you know, sky the one? No, no, the the underground Oh, right, one. the one under the hill. Yeah. Before you go around to the sky one, and then, okay. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Like, I, I like the aesthetic of it. It had a lot more of the vertical platforming yeah. stuff. And it just, it was weird in a in a fun way. Like, still, you know, very Mario-ish, but a very different style uh, to how it looked. So, how about you? For some reason, I just, I really liked, um, I think it's Chocolate. Island or something, dinosaur chocolate island. The first time oh. you get the when, when they get the new enemies, not just uh-huh. the Koopas, and there's the giant dinosaur that only responds to being jumped on, but then it becomes this tiny one who then shoots flames <laughs> vertically. Like what? What? Yeah, you're like, wait, where is this coming from? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> that one is always really fun because it's they're they're different enemies that behave differently, and it, it was just it was after playing a bunch of Koopas and, and things, you finally get like this random dinosaur thing that you make a small one. You're like, oh, cool, it's so small and tiny, but fire. Yeah, yeah, those guys were great. Yeah, I just remember that. I remember hitting that point and being like oh that's cool yeah those are fun i don't know world 2 1 is so i like world 3 more i think 2 1 is my favorite just single level in the game because you you go through the entire first world and it's very it's very mario yeah very mario and then you get to world 2 1 and you know you walk like five feet to the right and all of a sudden there's a koopa flying at you and you're like <laughs> what what is going on <laughs> i don't like this i'm gonna obviously run away him and yeah. take his feather yeah, because like, oh, he has a he has a, a shiny cape that flashes colors. What does that do? Yeah, and then it's just all, I mean, not downhill. It's all the, uphill, the, or yeah, up, all uphill, up, up air, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was. It's a nice way to have a power up hidden somewhere. Because mm-hmm. like before, they're always in box, and this one you actually like you take one of the enemies. Yeah, things. a very new mechanic for Mario. Uh, yeah, like you can hold now. shells, you can carry them, you can throw them up, which is again adds more to the gameplay. Yeah. You always get you get stunned when you hit one that's like knocked out, and then he wakes up. Like you give a little wiggle, and then you're like, "What is that? Oh god!" Yeah, yeah. Oh crap, he's back. I like the ones also where you'll be walking along, and then a Koopa is out of its shell, and it just kicks it out. Yeah, and he gets, like, he's like, "Oh, he gets rude. mad at you." But like sometimes <laughs> if you knock him out of his shell and you kick it at him, he'll he'll stop it and kick it back. Yeah, and you're like you're a jerk. <laughs> it was always one little tiny ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Yeah, I mean, I, not really. I mean, we can probably just keep gushing about each yeah, individually for a while. So this, so this world, this favorite. So it's world one one. <laughs> you know, honestly, even from there, I like right at the beginning. It's you. You have this new, way better overworld, and the very first thing you can do is decide which way you want to go on it. Yeah, because it's not just one straight direction. Yeah. And yeah, and you're like, oh, this is weird because one way looks like it continues, but the other way looks like it dead ends. And then you beat it and you go up a hill, and you're like, oh, what, oh, I'll just go up here. Maybe there's a new world up here. And it introduces the, the the switch blocks. 
Like, oh, so there there are hidden levels not part of the main linear game that change the gameplay. Yeah. And you're like, all right. And then I think later on, I think in World 3, it's like, oh, have you found the red and blue ones yet? And you're like, no. Oh. Now I want to. Yeah, yeah. Again, they just it, 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 it's it's brilliant, amazing, and awesome. Yeah, play it. Everyone I, should play it. I assume basically everyone's played it, but if not, go go get it. It's yeah. on everything. Yeah, I'm gonna say like literally every Nintendo system since the Super Nintendo's had a version of it. Yeah, I mean they even did re-releases for Game Boy Advance, the Virtual Console. I'm sure the Wii U you can play it on there. Mm-hmm. The Wii you can. I mean it, it's it's everywhere. They know. I guess. Maybe just they knew by sales, but they, I, I would hope that people who built it were like, no, no, just put it out again. Yeah, people will buy it. Yeah. The, that weird ginger guy will pick it up for the fifth time now. <laughs> just because. Yeah, on, on a different platform. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wraps up Super Mario World. And, it, you know, it was an okay game. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, so no big deal. Didn't do too much new, I guess. but Not at all. Check it out. And we'll be back in February with Metroid 2 for the Game Boy. So we're losing a lot of color. That would be yeah. sad. That one's going to be tough for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah, just because each one so far, you know, even like Super Mario Land was between two and three. So for the most part, it's been a pretty good progression yeah. of graphical betterness. And this is a big jump back. Yeah, now we're losing colors and going to grayscale. But yeah. I mean, it kind of worked in Super Mario Land. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not against it. But oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 it's in the back of my mind yeah. that I'm worried. I even remember with like Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, it looking really good for a Game Boy. So I'm I'm tentatively optimistic. Yeah, I mean, that's one that of the things is. it has going for it. Like, the platform's been out so long, they obviously know how to make it work. Mm-hmm. So you can, they can definitely get around things like a lack of color. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah, it should be for, fun. Yeah. We will see you next week for Metroid 2. Next next week? Next, we're gonna, we're gonna next, next week-ish. It's bang soft. through this one yeah. real quick, then. Real, real, real quick playthrough. And uh, keep on gaming. Keep on gaming. Whoa, catchphrase. Catchphrased. <laughs> caught caught phrase? Caught phrase. <laughs>